0: What we see so often in the world today is passion that is, in my view, inappropriately clothed in anger and malice and strife and division and divisiveness in, in all manner of qualities of that passion that are not consistent with the passion that we're called to live out.
1: Hi, and welcome to South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, I want to take you to the Grand Ole Opry House in Nashville, Tennessee, where the 47th Annual Tennessee Prayer Service took place on Wednesday, March 24th. Because our time is limited, we'll only hear highlights. The Citizens Committee, the event's organizer, is chaired this year by Penny Grace Judd, who opens with this welcome.
2: On behalf of the Citizens Committee, welcome to the Tennessee Prayer Service. We are gathering this morning to uplift our communities, our state, and our nation in prayer. As scripture tells us, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. We gather early this spring morning in this 47-year tradition, to pray alongside our state leaders during the Tennessee Legislative Session. We know that Tennesseans have faced great loss and great heartache over this past year, and Tennesseans have sacrificed greatly to serve their fellow man, whether as a health care worker or first responder or caring for a neighbor or a loved one day in and day out. The sacrifice has been tremendous. As a ninth-generation Tennessean, I am grateful that in our 225th year of statehood, we still hold a strong Christian heritage, and we should never take this for granted. It is wonderful to have state leaders participating today. Again, on behalf of the Citizens Committee, we hope today inspires you and motivates your walk with the Lord in the days and the year ahead.
1: Here's Speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives, Cameron Sexton.
3: Good morning. Today I'm going to do the invocation, Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Dear Heavenly Father, as we gather here this morning, let us place our trust in Lord our God. In today's world, it is easy to become discouraged, fearful, and dismayed. But through you, we will find strength, courage, and hope. Some may be searching for you, looking to reconnect or need encouragement. God, I ask for you to fill our tanks, give us that inner calm that only comes by knowing you, and open our hearts to love others as you loved us. Our lives are meant to serve you with unwavering faith. Help us to be disciples of your word and be obedient servants by proclaiming and sharing your message of salvation. To turn discouragement into courage, to turn fear into peace, and to turn dismay into hope only happens by accepting Christ as our Savior. I pray today we all accept you as our Savior. Leave here with unwavering faith and a strong belief that you, our God, is with us wherever we go. We will conquer all through you. Amen.
1: Now, Tennessee Senate Majority Leader, Jack Johnson.
3: My name is Jack Johnson. I have
4: the honor of serving as a state senator from Williamson County and also as the Senate Majority Leader. And I'm pleased to be here with my good friend and colleague, William Lamberth, who serves as the Majority Leader of the House. We have the honor this year of being your legislative co-chairs for this wonderful event. We've been attending this event for many years and it's a special occurrence it's uh, a little different this year than it normally is but it is still wonderful that we can come together and pray for our state pray for our nation pray for the people who lead our country and our state i believe with all my heart that this wonderful state and our nation have been endowed with blessings from our creator and that is something that is certainly worthy of celebrating and that's what we're doing here today I want you to know on behalf of all my friends and colleagues in the Tennessee State Senate, that we covet your prayers for wisdom and discernment so that we may make the best decisions for our fellow citizens all across the great state of Tennessee. So thank you very much for being here and we look forward to this wonderful program.
1: Up next is William Lamberth, Tennessee House of Representatives Majority Leader.
5: I'm William Lamberth, I serve as the Majority Leader for the House and I know several of my colleagues are over here. Thank you all for being here today. And like Jack, I I certainly would appreciate your prayers and all of us would serve you. I want to share a scripture with you this morning that I thought of uh, while I was in prayer, um, preparing for what to say today. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter to the full light of day. It's Proverbs 4.18. I share that because like many of you, I bet you prepared for today in the dark. You probably rose before the sun came up um, to be here to gather together in prayer. And what I was thinking about today and us coming together to be able to worship the Lord in communal worship, I thought about the fact that God has the full range of emotions. He, just like us, he gets angry. It's in our Bible. Just like us, he gets sad. He weeps when we weep. He understands what's in our heart. And I don't know about y'all, but that helps me many days to be able to serve you as a state representative because there's a lot of tough decisions that we have to make. And to know that we have someone that is there with us every single day, every step of the way on the darkest, most difficult journey before the dawn has ever even begun, God is there in our heart. And when no one else would potentially be with you at your worst moment, he's there carrying you along. There was an old picture that was on my grandmother's wall years ago before she passed, and it was the one that many of you have probably seen of the footprints in the sand. When there's two footprints going along and then there's one set... And when there was one is when Jesus was carrying us. I think about that a lot when we're going through the legislature. We all work together as a team. You guys are on a lot of teams. And I appreciate you being here today to show us that we can come together in this great nation still and pray for our country. So today, just I hope any of that um, is something maybe you can take with you for the rest of the day. But I know I will take it in my heart for the rest of the day that no matter what decisions we all make, as your public servants here in tennessee that we know that you're praying for us and we know that god is walking with every, with us every step of the way thank y'all for having us here today and thank you so very much for being here today and
3: just worshiping together
1: we'll hear this scripture reading now by john drake chief of police for the metropolitan nashville police department
3: the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever."
1: Here's former Tennessee Governor Lamar Alexander.
3: Good morning. The,
6: the way I remember it, the Governor's Prayer Breakfast started 40 years ago, and it was inspired by the Billy Graham crusade that came to Vanderbilt Stadium in 1979, the year before. I was the governor then, and I was invited to play the piano at the Crusade one night, and they invited me over the night before. I found out later to find out if I could actually play the piano. But when I was there, I met Cliff Barrows, who was Billy Graham's great song leader. And he asked me if I was related to Charles M. Alexander. I said, yes, he was my great-grandfather's first cousin from Blount County. And Cliff Barrows said... Charles M. Alexander was the world's greatest evangelical song leader at the turn of the century. He's the reason why I do what I do, the reason I live my life today. And he gave me a book about Charles Alexander. I read it when I went home. And in the back, Charles Alexander had signed the book, Charles M. Alexander, 2 Timothy 2.15, which solved a mystery for me because that had been my father's favorite Bible verse. It's the verse that I opened the Bible to when I was sworn in as governor, and it's the verse I tried to live my life by, but I'd never known where it came from until I met Cliff Barrows in 1979. This is what I played for the Billy Graham crusade at Vanderbilt University in 1979.
1: With the call to prayer, here's Pastor James Lowell of the Bethel World Outreach Center.
7: Good morning. I believe that the Word of God is correct about when we pray. 1 Timothy says it this way. 1 Timothy 2, supplication, prayer, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all people, not some people, all people, for kings and all those who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life in godliness and dignity in every way. This is good and pleasing to God who wants all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you on behalf of our nation. This is the United States of America, not the divided states. I thank you, Lord, that the unity that only you can bring will come to our nation. We pray that there be unity and peace in our White House, unity and peace in our Senate, unity and peace in our judiciary, uh, judicial uh, branches and in the House. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that where it seems impossible with man, that the invisible walls of injustice and racism and division and hatred and vitriol could come down you through your power. And your love can bring the walls down. So we thank you that in our nation, the walls that separate human beings, that separate genders, that separate ethnic groups would come down, that separate political parties would come down. You can do it, sir. And we thank you so much. We thank you for our great state of Tennessee and our great leaders in Tennessee, God, would you breathe on all of them, giving them the wisdom that they need, the grace that they need, the power they need, the hope that they need, the faith they need, the courage that they need to lead us where we should go, Lord. May we not just be a light and unified with one another, but in our nation, may we be a light and be unified. And Finally, Lord, I thank you. You are the great reconciler. It is your will that all men and women be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth about the love of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that in our great state, your name would be lifted up. I pray that in our great nation, your name would be lifted up. I pray, God, that we would have wave after wave of people calling on the name of the Lord and being delivered from sin, sickness, and disease, and hurt, and and pain, and I thank you, Lord. You said, whoever call on the name of the Lord be saved, let citizens call on you. Let churches and church leaders call on you. Let our governing officials and civic leaders call on you, that we might all be saved. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen.
1: Here now is Tennessee House Minority Leader Karen Cooper.
8: Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day, send your anointing, Father, I pray, please, order my steps in your word, given honor to God, who is the head of my life, all the clergy that's present here today. The honorable Governor Lee, all honored dignitaries and everyone present here this morning. I'd like to start with the scripture. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing, I'd make mention of you always in my prayers. Pray with me. Thank you, Father, for being the great I am, for your grace and your mercy, for being here with us today. Thank you for your shield of protection that you have put around us and our families during these very turbulent and uncertain times. We have seen and been through so much over the past year, but by your grace, you have blessed us to be here today, and I thank you, Lord. Father, COVID-19 has touched so many of us. I ask that you be with us, be with those who have lost loved ones during this pandemic. I ask that you give them strength, give them the strength they need to make it through and that you touch us like never before, that you hold us like never before, and that you comfort us, Lord, like never before. And Father, as we continue to move through this pandemic, lead us, guide us, keep us, and order our steps, dear Lord, and we will forever give you the honor, glory, and praise. And it is in Jesus' name that I ask all of these blessings. Amen.
1: Our program concludes now with Tennessee Governor Bill Lee.
0: What an honor it is for me to be here among leaders across this state. We're very fortunate we live in a state that has a deep, rich tradition and history of faith. I know for me personally, and I've said this many times, that my faith in Christ is the most important thing in my life that will never change. And that's true for so many across our state who have faith beliefs and traditions that as for me, it's the foundation of my life. It's the foundation from which I live my life and the way I make an attempt to execute that and the things I do and the decisions I make in the spot that I'm in. Nevertheless, I'm broken and failed like every man. And so those decisions and those actions might not be agreed upon, there might be, there might be great disappointment in some with how my faith plays out in the public square, but the fact that we can do that, uh, we're very fortunate in this state. I do know my own heart and desire to love my neighbor as myself and to treat every Tennessean as they are a creation of God. And to make sure that around every corner, we make an attempt to remember in, in our work the dignity of every human being. We've had a really tough year as a nation, to put it mildly. It's been an incredibly difficult season for us. Great loss of life, great loss of income, great loss of components of our society, isolation, disruption, devastation for many. It has been a a trial for certain. But the people of faith know that suffering in fact, produces perseverance, which produces character, which produces hope. And hope does not disappoint because of God's love that's poured out into us through the Holy Spirit. That's why I think God does some of his very best work in difficult seasons. It's certainly true in my own life. The most tragic and traumatic days of my life were, in fact, the most transformational season of my life. It's the way God works. It's redemption. It's true that what the enemy intends for evil, God uses for good. And that all things do work out for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And it's why we should pray and seek his face. Because the prayers of the righteous do accomplish much. And our righteousness is not ours. It's not created by us. It's not formed by us. It's not because we're good or we do the right thing. Our righteousness, as we know, is a gift of grace and mercy from him. In that, I take great hope. I have a tremendous amount of hope for the days ahead in spite of the huge challenges that we've had. I'm very hopeful and be sure my hope and many in this room, our hope is not in hoping that the government does the right thing or government leaders do the right thing or even hoping in the church or hoping in people. I have a great deal of hope because my hope is in him. And that's why for me, the most important job we have as people of faith is to pursue Him. The other things fall in line. I think my favorite scripture in the Bible is from Second Chronicles sixteen nine, and it says, The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro the earth, looking to strengthen the hearts of those who are fully committed to Him. And when He looks across the earth, I want Him to see me. And I'm not fully committed to him on some days for sure, but that desire to have him see me as one that is, and to strengthen my heart, is a motivation that all of us as believers, as people of faith, certainly should pursue, would be impactful. My life, like, like your life, remarkable journey, probably your life, been very blessed, a lot of blessing. My life, your life, a lot of pain, maybe tragedy and sorrow and grief, and joy and peace. Sometimes that surpasses understanding. In fact, I've come to believe that to the degree that a man experiences the depth of pain or sorrow or grief or trouble, he can experience that equal and equivalent height of joy and appreciation for the blessings that are ours. It makes for a deep and rich life, this journey that we're on. And, and that's especially true if we know the end is good. Meanwhile, before that end, we live out our lives either fulfilling the highest calling of our life or missing that opportunity. And most of us live somewhere in between, but I, I do find myself challenged often. And the reason I share these words is we should, I believe, all find ourselves challenged with are we living our life to the highest and fullest calling? For me, for believers, I think there's a measurement by which we can examine ourselves. And it's very clear it's the life manifest in the fruits of the Spirit. I want to read those individually love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's a very challenging list. Doesn't fit well into today's society very much. And we all fall short of that, but we should never let that be an excuse for not letting that be the standard in our lives. That standard is found in the pursuit of him, which I said earlier, a passionate pursuit. It should be at Use that word passion. I think it's way overused in our society, inappropriately used. But it's important word that we, as people who are trying to live out our highest calling in life, we should think through because we're designed and created to be passionate people. God was passionate. The dictionary actually describes passion in one of its descriptions as, and here's why I think that word's overused in society: because I think most of us really have not thought through what it means to be passionate about anything passion is a sacrifice as of a martyr, as in the passion of Christ. We see good examples of passion through history. Arguably, we could say that we've seen a lot of passion in this country in the last year exhibited in all kinds of ways. What I believe is that if we are creating God's image, and he certainly was passionate by his very sacrifice, then we are to be passionate but we have to consider passion as he exhibited it. What we see so often in the world today is passion that is, in my view, inappropriately clothed in anger and malice and strife and division and divisiveness in, in all manner of qualities of that passion that are not consistent with the passion that we're called to live out. That's incomplete passion, and we see it on media, in social, in, in circles. In, in my world, it plays out every single day, all day long. I believe that passion is uh, not only inappropriately clothed, but entirely ineffective. But the passion that we're called to is one that Christ exhibited, which is equally as passionate but clothed in patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, love, joy, peace, goodness. That passion, when properly wound around with the fruit of the Spirit, is powerful. And it changes people's lives for good. It changes society. It's a measure by which we ought to look at the way we function And it certainly challenges me in the world that I live in today to consider that passion, those fruits, that measure, and the highest calling for my own life. I share that not because I have achieved that, but because I'm inspired to. And may we all be inspired to operate in that way and pursue that. Thank you very much. Let me me close with a quick prayer. Father, we thank you for the spots that you've given us, the life that you've given us to live, the role that you've given us to play, the individual call that you have on our lives. We come in humility before you, those who will repeatedly fail to uh, live to the standard, but we have desire to meet that standard, and that standard is you. We thank you for drawing us to you. We thank you that in our own efforts will never succeed in that but if we ask you you give it to us and we ask for that may we walk with passion to serve to impact to honor may we walk in that passion father and may it be clothed in all humility with the fruits of your Holy Spirit we are grateful father to live in a nation where we can, pursue those things openly and freely from every aspect of life. We do love you and we honor you and we thank you and we pray this in your name. Amen.
1: Thanks for being part of today's Mid-South Viewpoint. Remember to pray for our community, our state, our nation, and the regions around our world.
3: Have a great day. I'm Byron Tyler. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.